Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program, Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 21. I'm grateful to you for hanging on. That is uh, that's three full weeks of programming. That's not so bad at all. Live Mike, that's what we call this show here, because the, like, the mics are always live. Uh, all the guests here coming in today, uh, a lot of good ones uh, you're going to enjoy. We're going to speak with uh, KSL TV investigative reporter Brittany Glass. We spoke to her a few weeks ago about a parking garage. Uh, well, this story she's reporting on today has to do with, uh, oddly enough, the cost of rabies vaccines. The story, very briefly, there's a family. Uh, they encountered uh, a bat, and uh, they, they weren't sure if, if the bat was rabid or not. And so in an effort to, to keep themselves safe and to stay healthy, they followed the advice of a doctor and went and got uh, vaccines. Well, then they got the bill for those vaccines. Uh, we'll go into that with Brittany Glass of KSL Television later on in the program. We're also going to discuss with Steve Handy, uh, just before the 2 o'clock hour, Utah's red flag gun law. Now, Utah doesn't have a red flag gun law. There is some legislation sponsored by Representative Handy, who you know, what, you know, he's on these airwaves all the time. He fills in for programs. In fact, before I got here, he spent a lot of time uh, filling this very seat and hosting this very program. That's uh, Steve Handy behind uh, an effort to bring to the state of Utah a red flag gun law. The story we're talking about today is about Colorado and their new red flag law. Last year, their state legislature debated and passed uh, just such a law. And it was on January 1 of this year that that law took effect. And what the headlines are sharing with us today is that for the first time, a judge down there in Colorado has denied a request to take away a man's guns under this new law. Here's the story. A woman claimed that a man who she had had a relationship with threatened her with a gun. She filled out the appropriate paperwork to uh, to trigger one of these red flag uh, gun confiscations. And uh, a judge took a look at it. And decided that her claims were uh, insufficient and uh, refused to to confiscate the man's guns. Now, the law down there, it allows guns to be taken away from a person who uh, presents a danger to either themselves or others. But uh, what it does is it empowers the judge to determine whether or not that danger is, in fact, clear and present. And whether or not it is, uh, in fact, uh, clear and present to themselves uh, or others. In the documents filed by this woman, she said that the, the man had a problem with alcohol and marijuana. Um, the judge denied uh, the, the request. Uh, a gun owner, not associated with this case down there in Colorado, but uh, aware of it and had strong feelings, said that it's a good thing uh, that this judge opted to not take away uh, these firearms or not to confiscate the firearms. I think it's a good thing uh, it says this gun owner. I think that uh, any other law, you're going to have a lot of case law to determine exactly where the lines are. And that's really the thing. As I mentioned, that this law down there in Colorado is uh, 
it took effect just days ago. It's what was the date? Today's the 14th. So two weeks ago, this law down there in Colorado took effect. These red flag gun laws. And you know what? I'm sorry. I I should have given a, a little refresher. What is a red flag gun law? We jumped right into that story pretty quickly. Let me tell you what that is. So you and I, let's say we're gun. Well, let's not use ourselves as examples. Uh, let's say someone. Uh, they're a gun owner. Uh, they uh, abide by the law. They have the acquired, the required permits or at least their ownership of whatever firearm is within the, the local law and any federal applicable laws. Now, let's say they have a, a family member or a friend or an acquaintance or maybe it's a, a police officer observes their behavior such that they are presenting, uh, at least in the estimation of these individuals, a danger to themselves or others. Uh, that individual can approach a judge, and after filling out a certain paperwork, the judge alone can make a decision as to whether or not the guns should be removed from uh, that individual. Now, let me put this another way. We live under the Constitution, right? Supreme law of the land, uh, Bill of Rights, the, the second one there on that list. It allows for the right or it provides for or enumerates the right to bear arms as a constitutional right. As you hear uh, the various candidates for president uh, back and forth right now and the various uh, members of Congress speaking, you are going to hear repeated reference to the Constitution and various duties that those folks have sworn uh, to to uphold and protect the Constitution. So it's an important document, the supreme law of the land. And what this red flag law allows is for someone filing uh, a complaint against someone and making their own case uh, unilaterally uh, that this individual presents a a clear and present danger to themselves uh, or others. A judge then on their own is able to make the decision as to whether uh, guns should, should be Removed. I'm anxious to speak to Steve Handy later on in today's program. He is going to uh, present to us uh, his rationale for why these red flag laws are good. And if I'm honest, I am on the fence leaning towards the position that these red flag laws uh, uh, often go too far. Why is that? And it comes to it comes down to what I just described to you. The right to bear arms is a constitutionally protected right. And it is in almost no other circumstance uh, uh, the case that someone other than a jury of your peers uh, is able to take away from you uh, your constitutional rights. And I know that many of these laws have, you know, there are hearings and there are opportunities for appeal. Uh, and in some cases, the uh, the cohort of individuals who are able to file these petitions can vary from state to state. Uh, in Colorado, it is police, family, friends, or acquaintances. Uh, and and the, the folks who, who take my position, uh, they will bring up so many anecdotal uh, possibilities. Let's say you have a girlfriend uh, or a boyfriend and things go kind of sour. You happen to be a gun owner and after things go sour, maybe in an act of uh, revenge uh, or just spite, uh, then one of these forms is filled out and evidence sufficient to convince a judge that you ought to be uh, uh, denied your constitutional right. Uh, that would be unjust. That would, I think, violate the spirit of uh, the Constitution. That's where I stand on this. Uh, I'm anxious to see what is the fallout of such a decision by this judge. It seems uh, that it's not uh, only one, but maybe a number of denials 
there in the uh, state of Colorado. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, the there are members of the legislature down there in Colorado, uh, particularly Representative Alec Garnett. He's a co-sponsor of the red flag law and says that due to the scrutiny applied to this application by this judge, that's evidence uh, of the law being applied properly. And so the the argument that I presented in the anecdotal circumstance where someone might try to abuse this law uh, as a means to take revenge on either maybe a former roommate or or whoever uh, is is unfounded. I'm not uh, entirely convinced of that. Uh, I think it is it is far too early to to rest on these uh, anecdotal experiences, as you know, this law's only been in effect down there in Colorado for a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's that. Uh, later on in the program, we're going to go into more depth about these red flag laws. So that's what's going on in Colorado. And uh, Steve Handy, representative here uh, for the great state, he's going to let us know if uh, red flag laws uh, like this, at least in his estimation, are on their way uh, to the books here in Utah. Listen, next up, I want to tell you uh, about some updates in Washington. I used to be a staffer down there, so I can tell you that if I were there now and all the other staffers uh, who are there today, uh, their eyes are glued to these updates dealing with uh, impeachment. We have learned uh, that Speaker Pelosi, after having held on to these articles for uh, nearly a month, now has signaled that she is, in fact, willing to transmit them over to the Senate. And uh, if, uh, if Leader McConnell is uh, correct and honest, we could have ourselves a trial uh, next week. Uh, regarding the impeachment of the president. So we're going to go into some of the details on that. I'm going to share some of the quotes, things that are being said, and some of the things that are being predicted regarding uh, impeachment and the trial upcoming in the Senate. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.